Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to a new edition of the EKN Outlap. It is episode number 51. It's February the 8th. Working our way through the first quarter of the season. And, of course, uh, getting ready to head back uh, to the airport as we head down to, again, Miami to the AMR Homestead, Miami Motorplex down in, in Homestead for the final two rounds of the Supercarts USA Winter Series for 2023. My name's Rob Howden. Nate Dean will join me both here on the podcast and down uh, at Homestead as well to cap off the Scusa Winter Series. And again, this is our outlap that we use to preview the upcoming events. Always perfect for that commute to work, coming home, whatever it may be. We're going to preview the race a little bit. We'll look at the teams and the drivers that we believe are going to be there based on the pre-registration entry list we've been given. We'll look at the point standings as well, maybe discuss any of the special stories surrounding the event. Today's edition of the ECAN Outlet presented by Comet Card Sales. History, success, family. These are the three words that describe Comet Card Sales, one of the longest tenured carding businesses in the United States. The family-owned operation is located just outside Indianapolis and has provided carts, parts, and services for thousands of racers in their near six decades of business. Their online store features everything you need, and they are continually adding new parts to their product line. Make sure you head to CometCartSales.com or call them at 317-462-3413 to be part of the Comet Cart Sales family today. And again, let's dive into it. The 2023 Scusa Winter Series about set to cap. Double header rounds three, round four, down at AMR Homestead Miami Motorplex, presented by MG Tires. The event itself, February 10th, 11th, and 12th. That's this coming Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, three rounds, uh, or four rounds, rather, on the series of a four-round championship. Uh, Nate, uh, I think we're both probably ready to get out of the cold. I, I was actually in Tucson with David. It was warm there. But, man, got back up here to Canada, and it's freezing. And I, I would assume it's probably pretty chilly in Minnesota as well. I mean, it's – you say that. I need to check the weather before I say this. It's it's 34 degrees out, which is, isn't is terrible. No, it's still it's a bit not. cold. Yeah. But it's the – thing i've been seeing a lot of my stories and my friends it's like oh it's finally window down weather even though it's 34 degrees but that's <laughs> only minnesota things i guess that's when you know you're from minnesota when 34 degrees is windows down mm-hmm. <laughs> i love it that's awesome hey we're gonna get great weather down there though well we're gonna get warmer weather let's start with that because we're looking around the 80s on friday and saturday a little lower down into the mid 70s on sunday but there is a 40 percent chance of rain on saturday and that's not surprising we kind of got lucky nate we were down there last uh Last uh, month, when we had pretty pretty dry days on Saturday and Sunday, homesteads they're kind of known for getting a little bit of weather almost every day. Yeah, and looking at it, just it's gone up to fifty fifty percent chance. Uh, so huh? it's pretty much a telltale time sign it's going to rain. But yeah, yeah I- we got very lucky with only having a little bit of a sprinkle on that Friday practice session, yeah. but the rest of the weekend was dry. I don't mind a bit of a bit of weather. I love wet racing, and it's, it'll be a more challenge for the drivers going for a championship. This is the sixth season of this program. Back began back in 2018, so we'll see more championships coming. One of the big things, obviously, the difference: the series Nate running at the same track, but not the same direction. We went counterclockwise uh, last uh, time we were there in January. It's seven tenths of a mile, still eleven turns, but we're going to flip it around and go clockwise. Really changes up the character of the racetrack itself yeah and watched a little bit of it last year and it, like you said it will it will throw a curveball in there yeah. those who are strong one direction might not have the same pace going the other so that could affect championships and race day was results don't know until we get there but i think there's a lot 
a bit more passing opportunities after rewatching footage from last year and between the two layouts. So looking forward to it as always unpredictable. So we'll see. <laughs> Very true. The track's been around a long time. I actually raced it back in, I think 2001 when I first started racing shifter carts, I just started the magazine shifter cart illustrated a couple of years before the track itself, the main facility uh, opened in 1996. The car track's been there for over two decades now, now owned by the vantage carting group, the same group that owns the GoPro motorplex. They bought it back in 2019. Uh, as we roll into it, though, uh, Nate, let's have a look at the event schedule. Exactly the same as we had last time in January. But give us a run through what's happening uh, from Wednesday through to Sunday. So Wednesday and Thursday, the typical unofficial practice sessions that run by the track. Friday is when Scusa takes over for practice. There'll be five rounds, seven minutes each until the final round, which will be 12 minutes. Saturday and Sunday, you'll see the same format for both you'll have warm-up qualifying pre-final 12 laps for everyone except the cadet classes which will be 10 and then finals 22 for everyone and again cadet running two laps less with 20 and that being the same for sunday as well yeah lots of track time uh, around this uh what is a very flat racetrack and at one point was a parking lot but like i said for the last couple of decades it's been one of the top uh, and primary racetracks in Florida, especially South Florida. That gets things underway, folks, with this edition of the EKN Outlap. As I said, episode 51, myself, Rob Howden, and Nate Dean heading down uh, to Florida. We, we head out here tomorrow, and we'll roll down into the trackside on Friday morning. We'll go to our first break in the action. When we come back, we'll give you a look at by the numbers. We've got kind of the, re- the pre-registration numbers, a little lower than it was uh, when we first got there in January. Stay tuned. We'll work our way through the entry numbers when we get back. Is IndyCar your dream? If it is, for 2023 and beyond, the path from karting to IndyCar has gotten even clearer. It's time to look into the new USF Juniors program and the brand new Tadis JR23. As a stepping stone onto the road to Indy presented by Cooper Tires, Anderson Promotions debuted a new series in 2022 that provides the ultimate opportunity for driver development for karting's career-minded racers. In 2023, the USF Junior Series will feature a six-event, 18-race schedule to train racers for the move into the Cooper Tires USF 2000 Championship. The champion will win a scholarship worth over $200,000, and the total prize fund will exceed $325K. The series will also debut the new Tadis JR23 race car, which is a development version of the USF 22 used in USF 2000. It's the ideal entry point for career-minded carters ready to move onto the car racing ladder. If IndyCar is your goal, USF Juniors is the starting line. For more information, visit www.usfjuniors.com and follow USF Juniors on social media and Road to Indy TV. The 2023 Supercarts USA season is underway and making history as it heads into its fourth decade. A successful and record-setting Scusa Winter Series began the season in Florida, welcoming over 250 entries in January. Join them for the series finale on February 10th to 12th at the AMR Homestead Miami Motorplex presented by MG Tires. That weekend will serve as the final spring training weekend before the 14th edition of the Supercarts USA Pro Tour begins with the Winter Nationals, making its debut at the Orlando Kart Center on March 31st to April 2nd in Florida. 
The winter momentum will carry into a return to the Utah Motorsports Campus in Erta, Utah for the Spring Nationals, which are scheduled for June 9 to 11. The Scusa Pro Tour wraps up with a ninth straight visit to the Newcastle Motorsports Park in Newcastle, Indiana for the 14th edition of the Summer Nationals, moved up this year to the July 28 to 30 weekend. You can get all the information you need to compete at any Supercarts USA event or to learn more about their regional programs as well, all at supercartsusa.com. The new face of competitive karting in the Pacific Northwest region is RaceLab. The full-service karting operation is located at the state-of-the-art Kartplex facility in Oliver, British Columbia, Canada, providing everything you need to hit the track or put yourself in a successful driver development program. RaceLab is the official North American distributor for the TB Kart chassis brand, providing the full range of models from kid kart to shifter kart. Villanova Racing Karts is their flagship product available only through RaceLab. The brand carries the name of Formula One champion and Indianapolis 500 winner Jacques Villeneuve with each model produced by TB Kart. Kartplex, the home of RaceLab, is situated on the grounds of the Area 27 Motorsports Park. From full arrive and drive TB Kart rentals to leagues and competition karting, the facility provides a new home to developing the future stars of motorsports, all beginning at Kartplex with RaceLab. Follow RaceLab on social media on Facebook and Instagram or load up their website at www.theracelab.ca to learn more about TB Kart and Villeneuve Racing Karts. RaceLab. Race with us, win with us. Welcome back to the EKN Radio Network and our preview outlap podcast for this coming weekend Supercarts USA Winter Series finale. Of course, the program all designed to get people kind of dialed back in on Scusa competition before we jump into the pro tour. And we know that uh, we are looking forward to uh, staying in Florida, actually, at the Orlando Kart Center for the start of the pro tour this year, the Winter Nationals. Let's have a look at the numbers across the categories because it, there is some significant stuff to look at. It's not surprising. Normally, you'll get a, a bit of a drop for the second weekend. Uh, the first weekend of this season, 250, uh, almost a record number. I, it might have been the record for the Scusa Winter Series. A significant drop-off right now. We're not even at the 200 mark, and 192 pre-entries coming in. But we know of a couple of drivers who haven't entered yet, and that does happen a lot, Nate. Obviously, uh, people kind of waiting. I talked to uh, at least two drivers that, that I know of that uh, that haven't entered yet, but will when they get to the racetrack. But 192, you got to expect with guys that haven't come, you're looking at probably around, maybe let's say we get to 210 before it's all said and done. But that's still a drop of 40, uh, which is a little under 20%. So a lot of drivers, maybe not in the championship or electing to do different events, kind of a surprise to me that we've had such a big drop. Yeah, and looking at the numbers, it's about the averages to about five a loss of five drivers per class except yeah. for x30 senior where we're losing 17 but i don't i don't know if there's a rhyme or a reason to it maybe it's some people who thought they were in with a shot at the championship and didn't have a very good weekend so aren't coming back maybe it's other reasons who knows but i yeah at, at the end of the day 192 entries as of right now not including walk-ups because we know there's a lot of those that will most likely come um I think it's still a good numbers for a winter series event. You're still going to have the same level of racing that you always do at these Scusa events True. and same with us karting in general. So not a big worry, especially for a winter series. Event. Yeah, 
I think, and you know what? The funny thing, Nate, is we've always said that 200 is that mark, right? When you hit 200, mm-hmm. that's a major national event when you're up to 200. The 250s, the 300s that USPKS got last year are really kind of the outliers. We don't see a lot of that, although USPKS had a really good run last year. It's a strong series. Uh, There's 230 drivers at this event last year, the finale for the for the Scusa Winter Series. So it just happens, and you're right. The numbers are very similar across the board, except for that one that kind of jumps out at you. There was, uh, there was 38 drivers in X30 Senior back in January. Right now, only 21 entered, which is a surprise to me. And it could just be, like, we could literally get an onslaught of 30 drivers who haven't pre-entered or haven't pre-entered. So we could see that bounce back. But it's a 17-driver uh, drop, so 21 in total. But you're right, we dropped... Uh, six in both of the cadet categories down from 31 to 25 in in, in micro still a strong class we go from 48 to 42 in in mini even though we dropped six it's still 42 carts in mini that class is innate still massive right yeah (laughs) gonna be a bit of a headache is for race control yeah it is yeah it is. (laughs) were for a bit last week last race weekend but i'm sure they'll be fine after shaking off the rust a bit more that's true that's true you're right they did shake off the rust in january for sure it was a long time since the supernats uh 22 in x30 juniors the 21 in senior 11 drivers still in the ka100 master class that they got to uh, replace the x30 masters so still strong there we could see some walk-ups 44 drivers still a full field in ka100 junior 22 in ka100 senior that's really interesting to me because you know you go back a couple of years and that's the class we had 30 plus in now it's dropped down a little bit and that's kind of maybe even interesting that that both x30 senior and ka100 senior are both down into just over 20 uh where the juniors still have 44 in the in the in the ko100 class so that 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 brings up a little maybe a little more intrigue the fact that there's you know only 22 or 21 and 22 in both of the senior single speed categories yeah it's i mean both of the big losses really coming from the like you said the senior categories yeah. with obviously the 17 and the seven which but again there's no real obvious answer for that there's not i don't think any series running very close to the winter tour finale after after this i don't think there's again not really a rhyme or reason to it but again one of those things that happened not anything to worry about yeah, I believe sometimes that it just it just plays that some some of these guys come out in January because they haven't raced in a long time. You know, obviously the Supernats is near the end of November, uh, so they haven't raced in a while. It's the same goes for Pro Shifter. We had uh, we had nine at the first race. Now we only have four. Uh, as of now, no Master Shifter drivers entered at all, zero. But we I know that Scott Barnes, Skitchy Barnes, told me he's coming from Bermuda. So if there's nobody in Master, he'll just drop the 15 pounds and jump over into the Pro Shifter class. We'll talk about that later. But yeah, it's it, again, you said it, no real rhyme, no reason. I, I think that a lot of the times some people just want that one trip out of the cold up in Canada or in the northern states, and they come down for the January race. And then, you know, back home in February, maybe we'll just look to the next races because we do know that USPKS, Scusa Pro Tour, a number of series, even the Texas uh, Sprint Racing Series, all get rolling in March, right? March and April. So maybe that's what it is. But the bottom line is, Nate, 192 entries right now. No no doubt in my mind with walk-ups, we're going to be over 200. So it's still a strong program, strong event. Yeah, for sure. I I agree with what you say about maybe it's just kind of the one and done. I think yeah, all the people who are not coming back just wanted to do that one event just to shake the rust off and just racing again. Don't really want to do a full championship. So that's a very logical reason for those who aren't showing up. 
All right, time to get uh, into a class-by-class uh, previews. We'll have a look at the some of the drivers. We'll, we'll go through the point standings. We'll talk about some drivers we don't think are entered. We'll find out what's going on there. But otherwise, stay with us, folks. When we get back, we're going to dive into class-by-class previews. Are you ready to go from carts to cars? Since 1975, the Skip Barber Racing School has taken great drivers and made them champions. Today, we're proud to welcome the next generation of winners. Make the transition from carts to cars with the Skip Barber Formula Race Series. You'll compete at the most iconic tracks in America. Race weekends include your very own equalized Formula 4 race car, a professional crew, expert instruction, video and data analysis, hospitality, and more. This is the place to fulfill your dream of becoming a champion. Sign up today by calling 866-932-1949 or visit us at skipbarber.com. In racing, experience is priceless. Franklin Motorsports is a leader in the karting industry with over 50 years of combined karting experience, and we can provide you with everything you need to go racing. With a large online product selection, select track support events, and a wide variety of shop services, Franklin Motorsports is your complete karting source. Check out our online store at www.franklincart.com where all our products are just a mouse click away. We're constantly adding to the growing product selection on the online store, and we ship daily to ensure products get to you quickly. We specialize in IAMI engines, tilt seats, ceramic products, driveline branded products, Briggs and Stratton engines, OTK products, and of course, the championship winning Merlin chassis. In our online store, you'll find a variety of items to fill your karting needs. Franklin Motorsports is also known for our wide variety of services and is home to innovative engine works by FMS, our in-house engine service department. Frame straightening, cart prep, and dyno testing are all services offered regularly at Franklin Motorsports. For all things karting, visit franklincart.com. CRG is one of the most iconic brands in karting, and we're primed and ready for the 2022 season with new material and a never-ending focus on winning. CRG Nordam is the North American distributor for all CRG products. Based outside of Houston, Texas, CRG Nordam supports CRG dealers across the continent, reaching every corner of North America. The CRG KT5 is our new chassis for tag and shifter racing, and it's been designed specifically for the U.S. market. The KT5 features 30mm construction with a 32mm front loop to increase front grip. CRG's new VEN 13 brake system is cutting-edge technology with a master cylinder that allows for pressure regulation within the system. Drivers can customize brake pressure to their own requirements to improve feel and to avoid brake lockup. The cart is finished with new KG 507-508 bodywork that has refined aerodynamics and reduced weight. For cadet drivers, the 2022 CRG Black Mirror is already logging positive results to start the new season. This chassis will be making big waves in 2022. Longtime CRG drivers will be happy to know that the CRG Road Rebel, the standard in quality and performance, is still available. With Force Cycle Racing enjoying consistent growth in North America, CRG's FS4 chassis is the ideal choice for racers in Briggs and Stratton competition. From pure racing to karting entertainment, 
Many tracks, both indoor and outdoor, have made the switch to the CRG Centurion rental cart line. Five different models for both gas-powered or electric engines can fit any track's needs for a new rental cart fleet. CRG Nordam has a full inventory of rental carts available for new and existing facilities. For more information on the CRG product line, head to www.cartcrg.com and to inquire about a North American dealer near you, please email us at info at cartcrg-nordam.com. Back at it here on the ECAN Radio Network. Rob Howden alongside Nate, Co- uh, Nate Dean, rather, as we have our, uh, our... You know what, Nate? This is the first podcast that you and I have done together by ourselves. It is. I just realized. I know that you and you and David have done a bunch of This Week in Cardings by yourself, but this is... We, we let Cole go back to work. This is, this is me and you right now. This is it. <laughs> the first time in 20-something years. This is interesting. <laughs> I love it. This is great. Um, so, again, we're back, as we said, folks, here. Uh, we'll go to X30 Senior. And obviously, Nate and I kind of talked about it when we were going through the numbers. Only 21 entries in total. Drivers not on the list right now are Alessandro DiTullio, uh, Austin Garrison, who we saw uh, at down in, in January running with Speed Concepts. Uh, Donovan Benia, who comes in as fifth in points and was a race winner, has not entered. But we have confirmed that he will be racing. But, hey, listen, you know, the, the guys up front still, you've got Cho Turney, you got Ryan Norberg, you got the factory driver from Cart Republic, you got the essentially factory driver for Rawlson Performance Group. We still have a strong field, but it's interesting that we're missing two guys in the top four. Uh, will they come in? Will they be late entries? I'm not sure. We'll see. Yeah, I guess if they really want that extra accolade under their belt of one or two are champion, then they'll go for it. It's interested to see the Tulio is not on the list yeah, as surprised. of yet. Yeah. I guess you would know more than anyone about his road to uh, indie commitments or car racing. Yeah, I don't. I, he, I talked to him briefly. I, he, I know that the Academy Series is actually running this weekend. In uh, they're right now in Sebring, and then they'll be they'll be actually at Homestead. Uh, a number of drivers in the USF Juniors program are going to be racing at Homestead this weekend. But I, he's not. He wasn't on the list for Saint for for uh, for Sebring. So I don't know if he has anything planned. I do know that he's been doing obviously a lot of coaching for Parallel USA. Uh, but again, a lot of times these Florida guys will just enter when they get to the track. <laughs> they don't worry about pre-entering, which we'll see. We'll see what yeah. happens. Hey, but listen, still a tremendous field. We talked about Joe Turney oh, yeah. already, right? Uh, we know he's going to be strong, obviously. Uh, Ryan Norberg. Um, it's not like we're losing some big guns because Mateus Morgado, the reigning world champion, back once again with PSL Karting. He and uh, and Diego Ramos running with PSL for me, for me, they were the ones that I think really impressed me in January, Nate, because they struggled early, but they seemed to really work together and find some speed, and they were in the hunt by the end of the weekend. Yeah, I, Detulio was the one that was kind of that slow to get up and running again, and then he find, found his stride towards the end of the weekend, which yep. no surprise from him. He's one of the top drivers in this X30 senior category throughout all of America. It's It's still a very strong field you still have the likes of Pauly Massimino like you said Morgado Blake Nash who did very well at Challenge of the Americas last weekend we'll see if he can keep that momentum rolling Ryan Norberg is always within a shout especially on home territory Louis Westover Joe Turney it's you still have that incredibly strong field that is going to produce some incredible racing. Yeah, we've just knocked out, what, seven or eight guys right there that are going to be, you know, if there's 21 guys, we're closing in on half of the field, and I'll, and I'll throw in the addition of Thomas Naveau, 
right? Running with uh, the KR. You've got Tyler McIntyre kind of stepped up his game for uh, uh, for Motaz Sport on the peril in the last race. You've got Aiden Ingrata. You've got uh, you've got Brandon Carr. Uh, it was a kid that we've talked about a lot over the last couple of years. You're coming up through the Micro Mini and Junior categories. So it, it's still a very stout field, even though there's 21 pre-entries. There's, it's still going to be a, an absolute cage match up front once again. Yeah, and you mentioned Aiden Grata, who uh, at the Florida Winter Tour a couple weeks ago got what I believe was his breakthrough win in yeah. a senior category. So that will we might see him roll into Miami with that confidence boost and knowing he can run up front because he proved that at Super Nationals in both classes he ran. He was quick there. He was quick again last weekend at Scusa. So who knows? This could be his first Pro Tour, not Pro Tour, Scusa win in a senior category. Yeah. Really good point because he's one that I think that uh, is ready to make his breakout too. And to have that kind of confidence uh, rolling into the next weekend, I think that'll, or this coming weekend, that'll be good. You get that first win at that level uh, and you know, you can do it and he's going to come out of the gate pretty quickly. I would bet. It was pretty strong when we were there in January too. Uh, Let's move into the KA 100 senior class, 22 in total running in the class, Aiden Levy and Colin Lloyd getting big wins, uh, when we were there in January, Levy has about a, se- a short seven-point lead over Lloyd, so that's tight up front. Peyton Phillips with 53 points. Luke Welcome with 63, and Austin Jurs with 103. And uh, although David Cole not on this uh, broadcast with us, this podcast, he did provide us with the notes. And I got this note that I did not see. I guess Luke Welcome got injured in testing and will not compete this weekend. So there's a driver who, sh- who showed very well, was in the kind of the top five all weekend long. Nate, he's not going to be there this weekend. Yeah, it's a shame for him, and uh, that that sucks. It, <laughs> it really does, sucks, it? especially when you're in the championship hunt and you're up there. But local racer too. That's the thing. Yeah, right? it's his that's track. Yeah. So we talked about Aiden Levy and Colin Lloyd kind of break, me, my my breakout wins last year. Uh, last last time we were there in January, that was pretty strong for them to be able to get out there and and, and do what they did against uh, a pretty stout field. So we lose lose what Luke Welcome, Peyton Phillips, and Austin Jurs right there as well. What we do bring, we, we do bring Cameron Weinberg into the program as well mm-hmm. uh, for Speed Concepts, I believe on the CRG this weekend. So Cameron Weinberg, throw him back in there. Uh, Nicholas Terlecki as well. Um, Josh Holtz, Austin Jurors, like I said, there's going to be a lot of guys up front. And maybe we'll see some a couple other drivers get their name in the middle of the fight too. Yeah, and I think he's a bit, may not be in contention for the title, but Terlecki is always one you have to look out for, especially with all the racing I've seen him do up in the Midwest and Route 66 and all his progression up here. He's definitely one to watch. Very feisty, able to get to the front of the field and hold it. We saw that a couple races last time we were there. We did. So I'm guessing we'll see that again from Terlecki. Needs a bit of luck, right? <laughs> because yeah. Because he got, got roughed up a couple times, got into a couple incidents. But anytime it's KA100 senior, you know that Nicholas Terlecki is going to be a driver that could potentially win. Uh, we'll cap this segment off with Pro Shifter and sadly down to just four entries right now. Uh, Giorgio Carrera, who had run with International Motorsports in January on the Lenzo cart, is not there. Uh, Davide Fore, the former world champion, running with the Goodwood Cartways uh, team uh, on the Intrepid, not there either. Uh, so it's a, it's a it's a pretty short field in in this class right now, which is sad. I would love to have seen more guys keep 
keep on it, keep it going. But essentially, we have Alan Isambard, AJ Myers, Pedro Piquet, and Andy Rule, the four drivers who are going to be running. But what I am interested in seeing, because we didn't get a chance to see this in January, Nate, was the Alan Isambard versus AJ Myers battle in a main event. They both had great speed throughout the weekend. They both qualified, like the, were they both on the pole at one point? And they, each one of them had an issue in the pre final, in different pre finals. So in, in one race, Myers was able to pull away and win, and Isambard wasn't there to challenge. In the other race, Myers had the issue, and Isambard walked away to the win. I'm, I'm just hoping we get at least, and I'm hoping it's Saturday, we finally get that head to head battle between these two drivers because Isambard comes in with a 38 point lead. Yeah, like you said, it was we had two really, really great drivers in terms of shift to cart racing in the U.S. and they didn't find themselves on track next to each other barely ever. So they got ripped off. Yeah, <laughs> want my money back anyway. Yeah. <laughs> AJ and Allen will they'll I'm sure there will be at least a couple of races, even if it's a pre-final, just to watch that yeah. to see them go head to head and exactly. battle it out. Isambard on the uh, Formula K for uh, Anson Motorsports. AJ Myers, of course, on the Magic for Magic Kart USA. We'll watch those drivers battle it out. Hopefully, we'll get a couple of extra drivers coming in. But uh, after this break, we're going to come back and do X30 Junior, KA100 Junior, and K100 Master, and Master Shifter. So four classes. We'll preview it after this break. You want the best? You just got to roll with the best. Streeter Superstands. This is Jeff Wessel from StreeterSuperstands.com. You wouldn't put subpar parts on your racing cart, so why put that cherished ride of yours on anything but karting's number one lifts and stands, Streeter Superstands. Streeter is the original and genuine manufacturer of the second-to-none Bigfoot rolling stands, stackers, uprights, and industry-leading superlift. We also manufacture and sell the largest and always-growing roster of trailer and shop accessories like tire, engine and jug racks, cabinets, spray can trays, beat breakers, and tons more to outfit any size trailer, team, and budget. Streeter Superstands has over 30 continuous years of experience. Rick Cart racers just like you and know that the Streeter name represents the absolute best in stands, lifts, and accessories for karting enthusiasts worldwide. Durability, affordability, unmatched quality, and customer service, that's what sets us apart from the rest. Check us out now at StreeterSuperstands.com. Roll with the best, StreeterSuperstands.com. Top-level production with a focus on a single form of motorsport, karting. This is MG Tires. MG Tires USA, underneath the Vantage Karting Group banner, is the official distributor of the MG Tires brand for the United States. MG Tires are the official spec tire in the U.S. Pro Kart Series, Route 66 Sprint Series, Sunshine State Karting Challenge, and countless clubs across the country. No matter your compound preference, MG Tires USA has you covered. Whether it's the medium SH Red or the soft SM Yellow that you find at many karting events in the U.S. or the super soft green SS and the intermediate white IZ optional compounds, MG Tires USA has your winning set of rubber in stock. Indoor and outdoor rental facilities can now trust MG Tires with their solution to long-lasting and the best performance with three different compounds available through the RL line. For more info about MG Tires USA and its extensive list of dealers near you, check out their website at mgtiresusa.com. MG Tires, for the drivers. Cometic Gasket is a leading worldwide supplier of gaskets and engine sealing solutions for karting, automotive performance, power sports, original equipment, and the remanufactured engine industries. 
Kinetic carting gaskets are available as OE replacement top-end kits or as individual gaskets and seals. Just like competitive carters, Kometic can operate on the fly and has the unique capability to customize any gasket to meet specific engine requirements and clearances. All of Kometic's fiber materials are asbestos-free and do not require any additional sealants. Viton oil ring cylinder head seals are used in each two-cycle kit, and Kometic's four-cycle engine kits feature only the most advanced multi-layer steel head gaskets. Kometic can tailor to engine builder specific needs through bulk ordering and packaging flexibility. Kometic gaskets are must-haves for championship winning teams across multiple disciplines of both professional and amateur motorsports. Kometic gasket, sealing championships since 1989. Back here on the EKN Radio Network doing our first segment our first content segment looking forward to this weekend's supercarts usa winter series closer the final two rounds of the four race program down at amr homestead miami motorplex rob howden alongside nate dean and we will now jump into x30 junior ka100 junior ka100 master and master shifter and that'll be a quick one because there's no pre-entries at this point we'll start with x30 junior 22 entries coming in so far pre-entries Ernesto Rivero and Enzo Vidmontian, the two drivers coming out of the gate. They got their names in there as potential champions. And we go pro tour racing uh, at Orlando Kart Center uh, later in, in late March and early April. Uh, out of the gate, Rivera comes in with a 56-point lead. Again, both those drivers a swapping race wins. Teddy Musella was good on the weekend as well. He's 141 points back. Jackson Woldy got his first Scusa, uh, a national podium. He's four, uh, fourth. 142 points back, and Max Taylor, uh, 148 points back P5, but he will not be there. Max making the move to the USF Juniors program uh, with VRD Racing in 2023. So he's at that uh, Academy Winter Series event I, I talked about that was at Homestead. So indeed, uh, we won't have have uh, Taylor, but we're going to have Rivera and we're going to have Vidmontien. So the bottom line is we're going to re restart this, this battle, Nate, uh, up front in this X30 Junior class. Yeah, for sure. And they were the two uh contenders throughout the weekend last time we were there in the mainstays up front he had a couple other drivers like teddy and jackson max all of them who would come up try and challenge but really just didn't have the pace that rivera and enzo did throughout the weekend yeah as yeah i think another one we didn't mention because he's not on the top five and he had a really bad day i think it was on sunday but stephen miller yeah. although he won't be in the championship hunt will be up front because he is a rocket at AMR and just at most Florida tracks in general. So did, Miller you, will be up did, there too. Hey, question about the champion. Did you remember, did, did they, I remember they didn't, they didn't used to do a drop. Did, did, did I not hear somebody say that they're doing a drop this year? And I, I, I apologize to people for not knowing the, having a clarification on that. I think I heard somebody say that they were going to offer a drop this year. So that could bring Miller back in. If he's able to drop his worst race. I think so. I'm yeah. not a hundred percent sure on Neither this. I, I, I remember hearing something about a drop, whether I think we do. Because I, think we I don't do. think David Cole. It's a drop. <laughs> David Cole listening. I thought you were working, David. It's it's you know, multitasking. I'm listening to you guys while working. I've sent out multiple emails, done some writing, lots of different things, but to to uh, solve the riddle, it is one drop. So okay. from what I recall. And I hadn't even looked, but I wanted to confirm for this year. It is a drop for this year. In the years okay. past, I believe there was a drop before as well, too. So 
again, because it, it entices you if you have like a good day and a bad day in the opening round, it entices you to still come back for the second round or second event of the program. Can I say that you just totally freaked me out because I was not, I wasn't expecting you. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, what just happened? I'm and a stalker. It, yeah, it, you are. Yeah, you're hiding in the wings. <laughs> and indeed, so as Nate said, Stephen Miller, a guy that really is very, very quick at, at Homestead. And with that drop, he could come back into the fight for sure. There are other drivers to watch for. I mentioned Jackson Wolney, of course, uh, get having a good run, getting on the podium. Hudson Schwartz got a podium as well. Uh, so that driver for, for RPG for Rawls and getting his first podium. So another, a couple other drivers, I think we should probably look for Nate Cameron Brinkman, uh, and Christian Cameron, Christian making the move, move over to PSL, uh, and is getting a feel for the, that team and that chassis Cameron Brinkman, as we know, running for Mike Doty racing on the LN cart, always in the, in the hunt. And we, we talked quite a bit about Leonardo Scorpioni as well for Zanella racing. I think those are just a couple of the other drivers probably throw their names in the hat because they could be in the fight too. Yeah, for sure. Oliver Weldon being one of those two. It's yeah. the just a lot of these drivers have gotten a lot closer in pace in the past couple of months from Super Nationals and just been the field's been condensed, I think, a lot more. And we're seeing a lot more drivers being able to break into that top five and be able to, you know, challenge for these wins, challenge for these podiums. We saw a couple surprise, but not surprise podiums, some podiums that have been worked hard towards and finally yeah. been able to show their pace with uh, Jackson Molney on Sunday, I think it was to finishing second, but yeah, I mean, X30 junior is one of those that I always, always just watch the entire race. And it's just amazing racing from what these guys can do. And I think one thing just to bring in here too, and, and this is as we get started into a se- well, as we get started into a season like this, this is one of the interesting things that we look at all the time is that, Remember, we lumber these drivers are coming up from mini into junior for the first time. So they're just starting to bang these races out, right? They they ran the Scusa race. Some of them may have went over and did the Challenge of the Americas. They ran the Florida Winter Tour event as well. So they're, they're starting to get races under under their belts as as rookie drivers of the junior class. Some of the guys that are able to step up again on the podium uh, for the first time are ones that are in their second year now. So they're really, you know, it's their turn to shine to a certain extent. So some of these younger drivers, th- those are the drivers we're seeing working their way into the top 10 that are, are rookies in the category. We've got a couple of races in the books, maybe starting to get more comfortable. I think we're going to see more of that uh, this weekend as well. Nate, we could see some drivers who are flat rookies uh, finding their way into the top 10, top five. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think we can, there's a bit more drivers going from Mike uh, to mini yeah. to the junior categories in KA, which we'll talk about next, but yeah. Yeah, let's go. Let's go into KA because because yeah. KA was unbelievably interesting because 44 drivers pre-entered. The winners were Jensen Burnett and Stephen Miller on that last race. And it was Burnett. We, we, we saw some some amazing over under racing. And it was Burnett that was able to do the over under uh, running third final corner comes away with the race win. Uh, he's second place in points behind Stephen Miller right now, who you've already talked about being so good at Homestead. But Burnett won't be there. And we knew he wasn't going to be there anyways, because we knew that he uh, was, was lined up to go run with the WSK. So he'll be doing a lot of racing in Europe this year. We're not going to see Jensen at this, this final rounds of the Scusa winter series. That's going to open things up for Miller, but Enzo Vidmontien's not that far back, 65 points back. I talked about Leonardo Scorpioni being in the, in the hunt kind of all weekend long. He's 141 points back. And with the drop that David confirmed, things are still wide open. 
P5 in the championship, Ivana Richards, 146 back. She has not entered as it is right now. So we'll see whether or not she shows up. But uh, the bottom line is, is that because of that lack of drop, there is a lot of racing still to do. For sure. And with these, you know, four round, two weekend race seasons, obviously it's going to be, it's going to be wide open until Sunday and yeah. during the final. It's yep. just the nature of this, especially with the strength of the field that we have. Stephen Miller is, like I said, exceptionally quick on whatever you put him on, yep. whatever track you put him at. That same statement goes for Enzo, for Leonardo Scarpione, for pretty much all of these drivers who have run up front and proven their pace. Um, we were talking about the people who made the move up from Mini to X to KA Junior. Uh, I'm just gonna look. I was gonna look for who made the move up. So you can you have a look. You have a look at that, and I'll throw a couple of names out right now while you're doing that because Ernesto Rivero obviously was one of the front runners in the uh, X30 Junior class the entire time. Didn't quite have uh, the same uh, pace in KA. Well, not so much pace, but luck in KA 100 Junior. He's gonna be a driver to watch. Hutchin Schwartz coming off. Uh, you know, a, a good run there as well. He'll be there. Carson Weinberg, you've already mentioned Oliver Weldon, these drivers, um, you know, moving up in from the mini. I think did both Weldon and Weinberg move up for mini? I think so. I think so. so. I yeah. Think so. yeah. Well, I, I guarantee you David's back there right now. I just wanted to jump in to tell us. I guarantee it. <laughs> uh, Ty Fisher as well. He ran in the mini class last year, running with speed concepts on a TV cart. Uh, he's he's making the jump up. And again, uh, Turner Brown as well, I believe. Turner Brown. I think, also was on Speed Concepts. Yep. Yeah, on, on Speed Concepts. Running on the Red Speed. Cameron Brinkman, who I already talked about, right? Uh, and then Christian Cameron, again. Cameron making the big move. The the West Coast driver out of Sonoma, California. Knows that track well. Uh, ran in the Challenge of the Americas last year, but got picked up for P, by PSL Karting to be their their, their junior driver uh, on the Burrell Art chassis. And he's getting a feel for a much different piece of material. Um, and again, he had the opportunity to get some racing in already. We should see Christian kind of working his way a little further to the front now that he's got you know a better handle on that chassis itself. Yeah, and you mentioned uh, Turner Brown there, who was before the weekend uh, last time out was talking was kind of speculating where he would finish after from getting going from mini to X to KA Junior in his first weekend in this field getting a top 10 finish on the weekend is pretty darn good so things yeah. to come from turner brown at least yeah i, I agree 100 to get to get that pace coming out again any anytime a, a mini driver making that first jump up to that first national if you if they can run top 10 you got to believe that there's going to be a lot more to come on the season uh yeah. in the ka 100 masters class 11 drivers in total uh interesting that we're missing a couple of the drivers from alessandro's racing and let's i'll, I'll get to that in a second Luis Schiavo and Michelle Garrido were the race winners. Schiavo had a break issue on in the start of the main event on Sunday, so I wasn't able to back it up. Garrido, he and Ruben Ravello uh, are P1 and P2 in points. Both those drivers with Alessandro Racing. In fact, Ravello, the team principal at Alessandro's Racing, they had uh, Mario Dominguez, a former champ car driver with them as well, running. Neither Ravello nor Dominguez are entered as of this point. Could they be potential walk-up walk-ups if the team's there? Ravello running second in points. We'll see whether or not he comes to play. Garrido is, as I said, P1 in points. Ravello in second. Schiavo, uh, 44 points back. So you think Sunday would be his drop because he did win the pre-final. So there is points there. Uh, Miguel Mir, uh, the Texan, 60 points back, P4. And Dominguez, who we said is not yet entered, 
um, is P5. Now, we do have a couple of veteran drivers jumping into play, which I find exciting. Mario Barrios is coming back into play once again, and as well, Nikki Coelho, who I believe did some Route 66 racing and maybe USPKS racing in the Masters category as well. So Coelho's no stranger to running up front, the former WKA Constructors Championship race winner back in the late 90s and uh, won a bunch of races in, in F2000 racing in the SCCA as well. So we got some talented guys coming here back into the fight here in, in Masters. Yeah, and the Masters class in KA has just been growing across the U.S., so it's good to see. Yeah, you still have some good numbers there. I think with this with the masters classes i'm guessing this is this series is used more as a you know shake the rust off more than let's go and try and win a championship yep for these guys obviously there is going to be those who are in that title fight but again this is pr- not speaking on their behalf but most likely this is one of those like let's just shake the rust off get ready for the 2023 season spend a weekend in florida yeah, I think that's exactly what it is, right? It's a, it's a, yeah. I'm, I'm go, I'm going to run the pro tour, or I'm going to run whatever program I'm going to run. I, I'm going to get out of the cold because the bottom line, you know, Barrios is from Miami Beach, so he's not going to play the cold card. But Nikki Coelho lives in Desmond, Wisconsin. Like it's yeah. cold in Wisconsin right now, right? He's coming down with the guys from Franklin Cart on a Merlin. Uh, I think I really believe that Coelho will be one of the drivers to beat. You know, Mario Barrios is going to be. You know that Miguel Mir running for Orsalon Racing was right there. He was on the podium as well, so. I, I like the fact that we're going to have a handful of guys up front in the lead group in this category. And I think that's going to be a lot of fun. I think masters was going to be one of the really fun races to watch up front. Yeah, for sure. And if it's below freezing where you are, of course you're going to come down. And- <laughs> Go to Florida. Let's get the heck yeah. out of here. Uh, as I said, pretty easy to talk about master shift. There are no pre-entries right now. I did uh, chat just briefly a couple hours ago with Skitchy Barnes. He is coming. Uh, he's planning on coming to race. If nobody enters in the category, he's just going to drop 15 pounds of balance and go pro. He said he'll run the pro shifter class, so that's good. Uh, Points-wise, just to go through it, Barnes, 110 points over Dan, Dan Breitenstein. Uh, Frank Runko in third. Patrick Otto Madsen in fourth. And Scott Pretzi in, uh, Presti in fifth. Uh, Patrick Otto Madsen uh, confirmed that he wasn't going to race. His team will be there and some motorsports, but he told me he wasn't registered and would not be racing. So we may see no masters drivers. We may just see Barnes move over to the, the pro class. We'll see how it all plays out, but that's, that's going to be something that's going to happen Thursday and Friday, Nate, to see whether or not we get any walk-ups there. Yeah. And we'll see. There's always a fair few of walk-ups that no sure. matter what track you go, at. it doesn't that's matter right. if you're from the Florida region or if you're, true story a walk up from argentina who showed up on friday so (laughs) we'll take it you never know all right folks final break here and we'll come back and we'll wrap things up on this preview podcast the outlap for the supercarts usa winter series finale mini swift and micro swift to have a quick look at the youngest drivers in the program right after this Wins in the sport's biggest races and championships in national and regional series all over the country, they're all on Nitro Kart's growing resume. Nitro Kart continues to make its statement as the best, fastest, and winningest cadet chassis on the American market. In 2021, Nitro Kart won the three biggest crowns in America in the Microsoft division, with Mateo, Rosu, and the Scusa Pro Tour, and both the Super Nationals and the USPKS titles with Keelan Harvick. At the Super Nats alone, three of the top five drivers on the podium got there on a Nitro Kart. The results are clear. If you want to win in Cadet, get a Nitro Kart and join our team. At Nitro Kart, we're all about driver development. Nick Tucker and the Nitro Crew's racing resumes are extensive, 
and their passion for helping our kids learn is unparalleled. Racing is about consistent learning, and that's what we're all about here at Nitro Kart. Never wanting to quit, we've continued to extend the reach of our driver development program. In addition to expanding into the junior and senior karting categories, we've also launched Nitro Motorsports, which will field two cars this season in the Trans Am by Pirelli series, one being piloted by karting champion Brent Cruz. Not only can we develop your young driver, but we can also provide the platform if a move to cars is in your plan. And our second seat is available. If you're serious about your driver's career, contact us today. For over 20 years, Greg Bell has been building race-winning power for kart racers. One need only look at his team, Leading Edge Motorsports. He's always built edges for his team, and the results have been wins at the biggest races in America, the Scusa Super Nationals and the Rock Vegas events. The name on this program, Mega Power. This year alone, Bell and Danny Formell teamed up to sweep the Rock Shifter class on the Florida Winter Tour, all on a Mega Power engine. If you want to win shifter kart races, it's time to put Mega Power on your kart. Mega Power specializes in gearbox engines, such as the TMKZ, Rock Shifter, and IME Shifter, but with almost three decades of engine building experience, Bell develops winning motors for X30 and Mini Swift and everything in between. The combination of Greg Bell's engine building skills and his chassis tuning knowledge is a potent mixture. Greg's helped catapult many drivers to wins over the years, including Mercedes F1 star George Russell, who won the Super Nats 14 in 2011 with Leading Edge Motorsports. Increase your odds of winning at this year's Rock Vegas or Super National events or throughout 2023 by calling Greg Bell today at 209-747-2613 to put mega power in your corner. And welcome back to the final segment of this ECAN Outlap as we finish up our preview of this weekend's finale of the Supercarts USA Winter Series, a doubleheader at AMR Homestead Miami Motorplex. Four rounds of action, one drop, three races being used to your points. All, of course, all many of these drivers using this program to get themselves ready for the Scusa Pro Tour, which uh, gets started at the end of March at Orlando Kart Center. Obviously, a move from NOLA to Orlando, uh, and that's where we'll start it. That's where we'll have the Winter Nationals this year. Uh, and again, let's get back into it. Rob Howden here alongside Nate Dean. Mini Swift, 42 entries, even with a drop of six drivers, still a massive field of 42 in the Mini Swift class. Uh, before the event in January, we came out with a new article series called One to Watch, and we had a quick look at Lucas Palacio. And uh, and Lucas made us look pretty good because he was able to win both <laughs> races and, and not only win both races, but in style. There's a reason why he's not the point leader right now. That belongs to Alessandro Trucheau, who dominated the mini, uh, the Micro Swift class last year, Trisho leading the points coming in by two, because Nate Lucas Palacio had to come from deep in the field in both races. Race one on Saturday, very deep in the field. Race two outside the top 10, still able to get a couple of wins, but he was really impressive working his way back forward. I, I don't understand how Lucas did it, because I would come in from taking pictures and doing the top 10s from the class pre previous, and I would see Trusho out in front. I'd go back out to capture the finish, and somehow Lucas was out front again. It's it. like, okay, what did I miss? How did yep. he do that? But he had some incredible drives rewatching the broadcasts. Obviously, a couple points in it, so it's either one of them can still win the title. Ethan Tovo in third, 76 points out. Bit of a stretch, but 
with the drop and with it only being four race weekend for race days for this season, anything is possible. And we're talking about a Kai Johnson, Tristan Murphy, as we said, fourth and fifth. Uh, David had a good little note in here. The top eight drivers all within 157 points as we add in Marco Romero, Ashton Woon, and Michael McGoy as well. So with that drop, again, everything's, you know, we can tell you what the caps are right now, but everything changes if somebody comes out of the gate and gets a couple of wins or a couple of podiums or a couple of top fives, and they're dropping that bad result uh, from uh, the January weekend at Homestead as well. Kai Johnson was another one of those drivers that came from super deep in the field to work his way onto the podium in one of the races. So the bottom line is for the, for the mini Swift class, there are a lot of great drivers in this one. And again, it, interesting because we talk, we'll get it into it, Nate, when we briefly talk about micro, there's not, there was hardly any of the, I think, I think David said the top 10 in points in micro from last year's uh, championship winter series, all moving up. So, so bright, like many, everybody up front in, in the, uh, in the micro class is brand new, but that means we've had a lot of young drivers, a lot of new kids coming to run in the mini class this year, because the graduated class from micro from 2022 is so big. Yeah. And it's, it's really good to see. It's really good to see in a winter series to have this, just the spreadsheet that we're given from Scusa of all the entries, this wall of mini drivers Yeah, that it's, it produced some really, really good racing throughout the entirety of the field, not just up front, but in the mid pack at the back, all of these drivers still trying to hone their skills in this mini category, shaking the rust off. So it's, it will be one I'm looking forward to. Yeah. And I think one of the interesting things is we kind of talked a little bit about, you know, the, the top eight drivers, those guys that, that have got the points in the opening weekend, but then you go back through and just scroll back down through some of the drivers that could, that could be top five, top three, or even win. Like, you know, you're looking at Max Christia, you're looking at Troy Ferguson, guys that, that couldn't run up front, right? You got Cameron Marsha as well, who I think mm-hmm. I, know, I know I know that you looked at at the Supernats last year. We've got Jackson Tovo, we got Royce Vega. We got these drivers who have run up front and know how to win from what they did in micro. And now all they do is have to come in and keep getting more, more and more comfortable. And that's one of the reasons this winter series is so crucial. If a of a driver and a team and a family is looking at, Hey, I want to make sure that we have a really good, really good year, a successful year on the pro tour nationally leading to the Supernats. You got to be at the winter series to get these young drivers. These ones new into the next level. They have to have the time, the seat time and the time to run against drivers who are already one level above them. Yeah. I mean, the learning from the drivers that are, have that experience in this class is one big thing getting used to driving again is another but if you're going to be running the pro calendar as we call it between uspks scusa and those series just two weekends to figure out the ins and outs and what your other competitors do how they drive is priceless and just crucial for if you do want to do well in those series so having those extra two weekends to figure out how these drivers race and not having to do that during the bigger championships of the year could prove very vital for them. Yeah, I'll throw four more names out for you to watch because they're going to be quick. Marco Samut, Rocco Simone, and the Waltz brothers, Devin and Drew. I know they're going to do some racing in Europe as well. So keep an eye out for all four of those drivers to potentially get things done. Let's roll into the final category, Nate. We'll go to Micro Swift, 25 entries in total. They really were chasing one driver, uh, we were there in January, and that was Antonio Pizzonianito. He really kind of had things handled, much like uh, Trucho did back in 2022. But again, 
Let's see which drivers step up and potentially challenge him because there was a number of names that were that were right there in the fight as well. Pizzonia was with the uh, the wins, 126-point lead over Valentino Santian. Uh, Jao Paulo Benadamin was right there, Maxwell Masha, and Colton Schneegenberg. That's the top five. Big gap back because Pizzonia won everything. Uh, but there are drivers that look – I think they we're getting more and more comfortable throughout the entire weekend. Yeah, I – there's not a lot of words to describe how dominant Pizzonia was on the yes, weekend. It's just every single time he would go out to do a top 10 photos, he would just have a massive gap to the rest of the field, whether it be on pure pace alone and the drivers behind just battling away and letting him get away. Had a very dominant performance. He's been very, very quick uh, since Super Nationals and watching him there being on pole for then and yeah. keeping that momentum since then in other series that he's run between uh rock and rotax races he's always been a front runner in those so i don't think he's gonna go anywhere in terms of where he'll be racing i think he'll be up front but it'll be the big question will be can people latch him well and here's the two driver and i'll cap it off with this there was two drivers that we talked about a lot in the top five and even the top three for a moment of the time but just didn't have the luck to bring the results home and that was parker ives on the nitro cart and pasha ali on the parallel usa entry right both those drivers were running in the top five uh and eventually i think they were second and third at one point but had some issues there were some penalties that came down as well those are two other drivers that aren't even in the top five in points in the category that had the pace to potentially be on the podium so those are two drivers extra drivers we didn't talk about pasha ali and parker eyes maybe luke Gilio as well you could talk about him a bit but but these are two drivers that were in the middle of the fight but just didn't come away with anything and that happens sometimes yeah, it's one of those things that will just happen. I think Pasha had a couple of t- moments throughout the weekend that could have gone differently, that they would have been further up. A bit of confusion on grid for one of the races. Wasn't there, did, did he lose a chain or something like that, too? He lost a chain guard, I think, on Saturday that in was the, the pre-final te- yes. or something, and yeah. that just kind of set him back from there on in the weekend he did find the pace during sunday again but i think he just needs a clean weekend to yeah get it going and we'll find out whether or not it all plays out once we do get to the track of course uh you know we'll be there on friday so look for our paddock insider uh nate's gonna knock out another one of our reels for social media you watch uh what we'll have rolling out there'll be a lot of good stuff on social media we've got uh, a lot of stuff happening uh we'll again work our way through the paddock for that we'll be going on friday for paddock insider and, and some shots in the paddock itself but then we go racing I'll be joining Xander Clemens and the cart racer, uh, cart chaser rather crew uh, for the live broadcast. Nate will be working on the race reports and all, of course, all the top tens and all the stuff we have going on throughout the weekend. Lots to come uh, this weekend as we do get down to Scusa for EK and trackside coverage. We look forward to it. But that wraps things up, folks, from this edition of the Outlap. We thank you for tuning in. Hopefully we gave you some insight into the event that's happening this coming weekend. Uh, Nate and myself, David would likely uh, join us here on uh, probably Wednesday for our recording of the debrief. We'll wrap things up from the event in Scusa. Then be looking forward to the remainder of the season. Scusa's Pro Tour, of course, getting started, as I said, at the end of March at Orlando Kart Center. A number of events uh, throughout the month of March at OKC. So we look forward to getting back to it again. But, but thank you so much for tuning in, folks. We do appreciate it. Lots of coverage coming throughout the weekend. And we are done with this podcast. On behalf of Nate Dean, my name's Rob Howden. Bye for now. <laughs>